Welcome to True Democrats, where we analyze the election and how the Democratic Party is doing. I think right now they're on cruise control, basically because this President Trump has just bumbled, fumbled, talked his way into nonsense, and it's just getting crushed in the polls. But we know what polls have done to the Democratic Party before. We should have had a President Gore and we should have uh, had a President Kerry, but we saw how that went, and a President Clinton. But let's uh, regress a little bit. First of all, let's uh, talk about this Biden-Harris campaign has got to get into these red states. I keep saying this, but they have to campaign, whether it takes extra money or extra effort, but they need a Democratic Senate in order to govern. And that should be first and foremost in their thinking, not just winning the big states in order for Joe Biden to become president, although that is very important important uh, but you know what's the point of getting in there if you don't have a democratic congress to help you out and back you up in what you want to accomplish at least in your first two years now what we like to uh talk about is something that's been haunting the democratic party ever since fox news came around ever since gingrich who a lot of people are saying are is responsible for the way the modern republican party is behaving basically trying to get power by any ways necessary through lies, deceit, cheating, uh, spreading misnomers. And it's never been challenged by the Democratic Party. I guess the Democratic Party keep thinking that the electorate is smart, that they'll figure out that these are lies, but it has not happened. And that's how the Republicans keep winning Congress. That's how Bush won the uh, presidency. That's how this guy Trump won the presidency. And the Democrats have got to start stepping up and challenging. And I think the most important thing is when you get into power, especially now that the Democrats are in the House, although it doesn't make a difference now because we're almost down to an election in uh, less than a month. But you have to put people in front of a committee and you have to make them say a vow, say an oath with their hand on the Bible and all these deceits that they come up with, they have to say, okay, where did they get this information from? So they can be discredited publicly for everybody to see. And that includes these broadcasters on Fox propaganda. Unless Bill Barr indicts these people for crimes, the the greatest political crime in the history of our country, then uh, we're going to get little satisfaction unless I win and we'll just have to go because I won't forget it. But these people should be indicted. This was the greatest political crime in the history of our country. And that includes Obama and it includes Biden. These are people that uh, spied in my campaign. And we have everything. Now they say they have much more, okay? And I say, Bill, we got plenty. You don't need any more. We got so much, Maria. Just take a look at the Comey report, 78 pages of kill done by Horowitz. And I have a lot of respect for Horowitz. And he said prosecute. He recommended prosecute, and they didn't prosecute. I was, I couldn't believe it, but they didn't do it because they said we have much bigger fish to fry. Well, that's okay. They indicted Flynn for lying, and he didn't lie. They uh, destroyed many lives, Roger Stone over nothing. They destroyed lives. So look at Manafort. They sent in a black book that was a phony black book. Phony. They made up a black book of cash that he got from Ukraine or someplace. And he didn't get any cash. It was a phony book. Yes, uh, first things first. He wants to indict President Obama. He wants to indict Joe Biden. Hillary Clinton 
Hillary Clinton, who he had complete control over this government his first two years in office with the back to Democratic Senate and a Republican Congress. But what did he do? Well, besides giving himself a free ride by not paying any taxes to this country, he did nothing. If Hillary Clinton did that much, had that much, uh, or committed that much of a crime, they would have done something that she would have been in jail or at least been in front of a jury or a court or a judge or something by now. But they haven't done anything because there's nothing there. But it brings up another issue here that this uh, president we knew was not altogether there, but he's, uh, I don't know if it's the steroids that he used for this uh, coronavirus that he picked up, but he's uh, just off the deep end. And somebody, whether it's uh, Biden or I don't even think you can count on anybody in the executive branch actually caring for this country more than they care for this President Trump, and he cares nothing for this country. Somebody's got to start talking to the heads of the departments, the Vice President Pence, Somewhere deep down, Prince knows that this guy is a loose cannon and all our secrets as a country uh, are in jeopardy because President Trump wants to you know, keep intact. He doesn't want to go to jail and he's got a lot of records that he can sell and use as, uh, as collateral for whatever happens, whatever comes up after this election. And he's a little too buddy-buddy with the Russians and uh, you know, I'm sure he can do something with uh, China. But somebody's got to be aware of this and start talking to the heads of the, the secretaries of each department. They have to talk to whoever's in charge of those codes, the uh, codes to nuclear weapons, uh, talk to the generals. You know, somebody's got to say, listen, for the sake of the country, you can't pay attention. You got to make sure that him and his family, Jared Kushner and Ivanka, don't go start asking for classified information. By the way, Jared Kushner is not even cleared by the FBI to be in the White House Never mind, go around looking for our information. I mean, it's just the fact that he's even close in some states, and some states, some people are going to vote for this president, and he's got people snooping around that's not even cleared by the FBI to be there. It's unbelievable. But uh, Nancy Pelosi started talking about the 25th Amendment. The 25th Amendment creates a path for preserving stability if a president suffers a crippling physical or mental problem and is, unquote, in the amendment, unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office and transfers his powers. Specifically, Section 4 of the amendment empowers Congress to set up an independent body uh, to confront such a crisis. Congress has a constitutional duty to lay out the process by which a president is president's incapacity and the president of any party is determined. This bill honors the duty by uh, creating a standing commission uh, of top former executive officials and medical experts selected in a bipartisan, bicameral way. A president's fitness for office must be determined by science and facts. And they say it's a political ploy, but... Anybody who's paying attention to this president, you know, whether it's the drugs again or not, he, he was never stable. They've got to start paying attention now for the sake of the country. So that's one thing. The other thing is this Maria at uh, Fox Business News, who I actually remember when she was on the floor of the um, stock exchange. She was a hard worker and she worked her way up to her position. There's no doubt about it. 
But when you come up with this kind of a line. And you've taken some real bold action this week, authorizing the disclosure of all of the documents related to the Russia hoax. Sure. To say that the Russians infiltrating his campaign is a hoax, the Russian hoax, she says, she calls it, is, a, is probl problematic on so many different levels. First of all, if you're trying to be honest and give a news report, you know, the Mueller report has 10 counts of this president causing obstruction of justice. Everybody that's been around him has been uh, convicted, has been, has been, has collected charges for dealing with uh, Russia and this, uh, and his campaign in 2016. There's Roger Stone. I mean, this, this guy is the sleaziest of the sleaze. But the fact that you have a reporter, a so-called reporter, on Fox Business saying that this is a Russian hoax is a problem. And it's derived back since the Bush-Cheney invasion of Iraq, where they lied, they gave false evidence. They put Colin Powell up there with false evidence. They gave away a CIA operative to try to dispel their findings that uh, Iraq <clears throat> had nothing to do with uh, nuclear weapons. Either the president knew about this um, uh, when he was telling McClellan to go out and lie to the American people, or else Mr. Cheney was lying to the president of the United States. In either case, it seems to me that we need to get the, the truth out. And I would argue that as a beginning, uh, the president and the vice president need to release the transcripts of their interviews with Special Prosecutor uh, Fitzgerald so that we can begin to know uh, what they knew and when they knew it and how the extent to which they were involved in, uh, in obstructing justice and covering up. And yet they got away with it. The Democrats didn't go after them. I mean, it's amazing if you think about it. The, the Republicans keep going after all these Democrats, uh, Hillary Clinton, um, Obama they blamed for Benghazi uh, when our diplomat got killed. Everybody forgets that the whole Republican idea at the time was to suffocate all these, all of these departments, not to give them any money. So Benghazi, you try to put up a diplomatic post, they had no money to do so, no money to put people in there, no money to secure it. And that's because the Republicans put a stop on all kind of spending. And of course, when they got raided and the diplomat got killed, there was no defense. Those Marines weren't going to uh, stop, you know, a whole mob. They didn't put all that money in there to secure a diplomatic office of the United States in a volatile region. And then they blame Hillary Clinton for that. So, but they know they can get away with it because the Democrats don't attack. And if the, I mean, it's not even attacking. It's putting these people on the stand publicly and telling them where they get their information from. Something should have happened to Cheney and Bush they should have put them in front of the stand and said, where'd you get these weapons of mass destruction uh, photos from? Where did you hear about them? You know, you go back to the JFK Cuban crisis, missile crisis. They knew the guy, the time, the day when this guy came up with a photo and said, Cuba's got missiles. They can pinpoint the day. Somebody should have came to Cheney and Bush and said, show me the guy and show me the day and show me the picture that they said here, Iraq's got uh, <clears throat> nuclear weapons. And it just all coincidentally corresponded after we got attacked in 9-11. And the Bush administration let Osama bin Laden go, let him flee and stop the pursuit. 
But then they gave up a CIA operative when he proved that Niger was not supplying them with any nitrogen for making nuclear weapons. And yet the Democrats, okay, the, what is it, Scooter Libby, got penalized, spent a couple of months in jail or something. But that's nothing compared to the lives and money that we wasted on such one of the greatest political lies in American history. You have to take Cheney, you have to take Libby, put him in front, although Libby did testify, but he was covering for Cheney. You need to put Cheney in front, take an oath, and then go in and dig and find out where his lies are, and then you got to put him in prison. The other thing that happened in uh, Bush's term was the Attorney General Gonzalez tried to fire all these uh, U.S. attorneys because they wouldn't bring up bogus claims against Democratic candidates in the election. It's a fresh political scandal that's followed President Bush to Latin America. The firing of eight U.S. attorneys by the Justice Department that Democrats call a political purge. The president says he's troubled that Congress was misled in the case and agrees Attorney General Alberto Gonzalez has some explaining to do. Uh, he's right. Mistakes were made. And I'm frankly not happy about him. But Bush is rejecting calls for Gonzalez to resign and insists the firings were not improper. U.S. attorneys and others serve at the pleasure of the president. I mean, that's a, a great assault. I mean, we're looking at an assault on our voting now. Just think about the assault on our voting and you know, on our uh, elections back when Bush was in office. And they didn't put Gonzalez in front of a committee, make him take a vow on the Bible and find out why he did this. And then find out and show people that this is a crime against the country. You just can't, for political reasons, fire attorney generals because they don't want to open up bogus cases against Democratic, not well, Democratic incumbents and Democratic candidates running for office. You have to put a stop to it. At the beginning of Trump's uh, term, ordinary people believe this stuff. I mean, you have to look at the guy that went to that uh, pizzeria in D.C. and started pulling out a gun and started opening fire because the Internet said that that's where Hillary Clinton was running a pedophile cartel or something like that. So he believes it and goes in there and starts bringing guns into Washington, D.C. into a pizza place. And I'm sure the guys in the pizza place were like, what are you talking about? Where's this guy coming from? On Thursday, a federal grand jury indicted a North Carolina man on assault and firearms charges after he brought a rifle into a pizzeria in Washington, D.C. That conspiracy theorists claim was a front for a child sex ring without any evidence. According to authorities, 28-year-old Edgar Welch entered Comet Ping Pong Restaurant on December 4th and fired an AR-15 rifle several times while employees and customers fled in fear. No one was injured in the incident. Following his arrest, Welch told authorities he wanted to free children from a pedophilia ring that conspiracy websites say Hillary Clinton ran out of the restaurant. But they're believing it. So the longer you let it go without challenging it and to think that this Internet and Facebook and everything else is just open to everything. I mean, the game has changed. They're throwing everything out there to protect not only voting and to protect your party and to what you want to do, you have to go out there and take all the bogus information. And these people who are in places of responsibility, such as uh, 
Maria, and I apologize for not saying her last name, but I'm going to bumble that. Um, <clears throat> I've bumbled it every, every time I try to say it. But uh, position of responsibility, they have to be taken to task. They has to be put in front of a committee and say, wait a second, you're saying that this was a hoax. We have a whole investigation that said he has 10 counts of obstruction of justice. This is our evidence. This is the times he did that. And yet, why do you say it's, why are you misinforming the people if you're in a so-called news organization and saying it's a hoax? You have to hit back and you have to challenge these things. Um, that's the only way to kind of control the information that's going out there. And unfortunately, it's a waste of time and it's a waste of the taxpayers' money, but not when you have people going into pizzerias with guns, uh, not when you have people opening fire in Congress having baseball games. You know, this is getting to be a deadly, serious thing. Not when people are voting for a president who's about as inept and unqualified. No American bank will lend this guy money and people voting for him to be president of the United States. There's a reason why this country is collapsing. You have to be able to push back on the information. How bad has it become? I mean, the, the Republicans are not even shy about trying to suppress votes. This governor in Georgia is probably the greatest threat to voting in America, which is basically a threat to this country, where he's suppressing thousands of votes. And he did that. You want to talk about a cheat. Governor Brian Kemp, before he was governor, he was running against Stacey Abrams uh, for the governorship of Georgia. And as he was running for governor, he was the secretary of state. So he was in charge of the election. You want to talk about it? Just to talk about this individual where he would not recuse himself as a secretary of state, but he wanted to be in charge of his own uh, election. It's just... Some, you cannot trust these Republicans. I mean, they're just so, and they have the goal, but they have the goal because nobody is going to go and do anything about it. And that is a major mistake by the Democratic Party, and that's how we wound up here. The Democratic Party's got to start playing hardball. They got to get an edge. They have to start, you know, grinding it out and start putting these guys to task. This governor camped after this election. If the Democrats get control of the presidency, the Senate, Congress, you have to go after the first person is, is Governor Kemp, who even today is trying to get voters off the rolls, doing it, doing what he can to make sure that people aren't voting. A lot of sneaky stuff, a lot of, a lot of nonsense. And the only way that's going to stop is you got to put him in front of a Congress, in front of a committee, put his hand on the Bible, and let him say why he's doing this stuff. And you got to find some reason for him that he's going to cause voting. You know, he's, he's the cause of people not being able to vote. He's blocking people from voting, and that is a crime against this country. The basic freedom of this country is to be able to vote, and he is denying people that on purpose. Now, a lot of people say, oh, we can't do that because it's a state's thing. All the states are in charge of the voting no, there is, it is no state's thing. They get money. They get federal tax dollars to run their elections. They get, state, they get federal money to run their state, basically. Most of the states do. Every state gets federal money to perform some sort of function that they need the money for. 
So there is no such thing as states' rights. This country needs its citizens to vote. And when they're denied that, that is an assault on this democracy and this republic, however you want to talk. This is a republic. But either way, voting in a republic is the number one right. And it needs to be, if it's trying to be stopped or suppressed, the people who are suppressing it have to pay a price for it so it doesn't happen in the future. He doesn't. If he goes free for this, everybody will continue to do it and it'll, it'll snowball even more. Republicans feel that they have a free ride just to stop people from voting. That's how they're going to get power. They don't care about this country anymore. They don't care about people's rights. They care about getting their power, the millionaires and billionaires and corporations. The Democrats have got to get strong and they've got to give this guy trouble and they've got to put this guy away behind bars for, for, causing, this, uh, for causing these voters to get off the books. Now, the other thing the Democrats are bad at is defending their own. Did you hear that uh, speech a couple of weeks ago at uh, Wisconsin? Uh, President Trump gave to his uh, rally crowd spread disease function. What? What is going on with Omar? I've been reading these reports for two years about how corrupt and crooked she is. Let's get with it. Let's get with it. How the hell? Then she tells us how to run our country. Can you believe it? How the hell did Minnesota elect her? What the hell is wrong with you people? And you know what? AOC also, it's time. It's time. You take a look at what they, the corruption, the disgusting corruption. The other thing that the Democrats are poor at, and there's a couple of uh, forces that are at work here, but is the defense of their own, especially these uh, new women that are coming up that have the radical new ideas that are shifting as this country and as people and technology shift. They're kind of the future. And in the old guard and the Democratic Party doesn't really want to uh, give up their power and kind of acquiesce that maybe these younger people are kind of onto something that they've uh, missed or uh, that's not going to be part of their leadership. But uh, did you hear the rally that President Trump had in Minnesota? And he was attacking a member of the squad. And we all know that the squad... It consists of Ilhan Omar of Minnesota, Ayanna Presley of Massachusetts, Rashida Tlaib of Michigan, and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of New York. And his typical attack line is they come to this country. Uh, what do they think? They wanted to go back to their own country. First of all, they're, they're all Americans. And of course, that's a big line and a big attack for his whole crowd. And it's amazing to me that there's no Democrat that comes out and points out the fact to all those people in the crowd and to Trump supporters, these old white guys who, I guarantee you, rely on Social Security money, rely on Medicare, and rely on the health care system that all these white male Republicans are trying to take away from them. And the ones who are trying to defend their right to have Medicare to have, to have all the money and all the value that their Social Security can give them and to lower their drug prices and to, low, and to higher their wages are Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ilhan Omar, Ayanna Presley, and Rashida Tlaib. They're the ones who are protecting all the interests of these old white males, and yet they keep voting for these Republicans 
who keep stabbing them in the back, destroying the economy, destroying your wages, destroying your Social Security, destroying your health care. I mean, it's just absurd. Can somebody come and point that out? To I mean, they're not going to change anything. They're going to tell you that you're making things up. But it would help if the Democratic Party start acting more in unity and start brushing back on these Republican attacks. Again, we're coming down to the final weeks of this election. And in a lot of these red states, I mean, it's too close to call for even the Senate races, especially down there in uh, South Carolina. Jamie Harrison is taking in a ton, records amounts of money. It's neck and neck tied against uh, Lindsey Graham. Cal Cunningham's coming up with some problems uh, with a little uh, extra monkey business that uh, this guy should know better. But uh, he's still in a tight race. And listen, with all this monkey business and fooling around, I mean, just get thrown out of the window with this Trump and the Republicans. So, I mean, it, it, what do you want? Are you going to worry about him and his uh, private life, Cal, Cal Cunningham? Are you going to worry about this uh, Senator Purdue? Uh, that's not Senator Purdue. But the senator in North Carolina and all the Republican senators are just throwing away your tax money and stuffing it in their pockets. And we're getting less... We're allowing terrorists to attack us. We're allowing pandemics to attack us. Cal Cunningham's infidelities or nonsense is a small part of it. We need to get him into the Senate, make the Senate a strong Democrat majority. Still, even to this late date, we have over there in Idaho, and I don't know why people don't go into Idaho more. Paula Jordan has been trying to get Senator Risch to debate her since the beginning, and he's just gone into hiding, and he's a major reason why we are just collapsing on a foreign front with a laughing stock in this country. China's getting more powerful. Russia's infiltrating our government. Um, Iran is getting nuclear weapons and developing nuclear weapons. Senator Risch is just a waste, and he's scared to debate Paula Jordan. You need more money to put in uh, Idaho. Oh, uh, Biden has got to get into Idaho. And campaign, uh, I mean, it's just absurd. Got to start thinking about governing. He's got to hit these red states a couple of weeks and just, you know, a couple of hours in each one just to try to get these Democratic candidates over the hump. Got to happen. Let's all, I'll do my best in this next week to try to get you informed. If you can contribute, anything you can do, we need to get this Democratic candidate uh, Senate in there and, and big time, just not by one or two senators. We need to have at least seven um, just to have some breathing room for the next uh, midterms. Uh, again, this is uh, Adam Carr here at True Democrats. We uh, hope uh, you have a great week and let's get the uh, let's vote blue and uh, turn this government over and get America strong and start picking America up again.